Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone, this is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful that you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Welcome back, everyone. Glad to have you here. If you are listening to this episode, this is going to be airing in the end of January 2024, which is still so crazy to think that we have entered 2024. And even crazier to to look on the calendar and see how many years it's been since certain things. You know, you see those those things pop up. Oh, it's been this many years since uh, this song is now turning 20, right? Or this is what happened 20 years ago, or this is what happened 30 years ago. And one of the things that I have noticed as I'm going through and seeing, you know, news that's coming up at the beginning of the year is comparisons between house buying now in 2024 versus 2020, the height of the pandemic, when interest rates were low, but you know inventory was even lower. And 2021 and 2022, when house buying seemed to be crazy, and, and you're just hearing all kinds of crazy stories. And even back into you know the early 2000s, when we had the housing boom and then the housing bust, and just really when you kind of look back and think like, wow, I didn't realize it had been that much time. What has changed? What is different? Is it still the same as it was last year or last fall or last spring, right? So what has changed? So that is what we are going to be getting into today. We're going to be talking about buying a house in 2024 and specifically talking about interest rates. Now, if this is something that you think is completely boring and you have no interest in, no pun intended with the interest rates, um, I hear you because prior to purchasing a home or you know really doing grown-up stuff, I had no need, so I thought, no need to know of these things. But one thing that's important to know when we're talking about interest rates is, you know, you hear about payday loans having high interest rates or certain types of loans having higher interest rates. In general, real estate and mortgages are seen as sort of a safe investment, as a safe interest rate. They're going to be lower than other types of loans typically. Now, what we saw in 2023, rates got as high as, you know, eight or 9%, which we really haven't seen rates that high since probably 10 or 15 years, probably before the housing bust and and the big recession that we had almost. Fun fact for all of you guys, that was almost 20 years ago. So that's crazy to think about 15, 20 years ago. So we haven't seen rates this high in quite some time. And it's a very big contrast to how low they were in the height of the pandemic. And so it sort of put a pause on a lot of people who were maybe interested in buying a house or interested in selling theirs and buying another one. Everyone kind of paused. And so naturally that changes the way that money flows through the economy and and what the Federal Reserve does. So Basically, the Federal Reserve determines what the minimum is going to be, what the federal interest rate is. And everybody else, they don't go lower than that typically, right? Now, there's a few different things that we won't get into today, but that's typically sort of your your bottom that you're going to get. And then everyone, every lender has a little bit more added on. So, you know, say the federal rate is 5.5, you can expect to be getting loans around 6%, right? So that's typically what you'll see. Now, what's interesting is this is now three times in a row, I believe, that the Federal Reserve has come out and said, yep, we're going to keep rates where they are. We're not going to raise them again. Now, they didn't lower them, but they haven't raised them, which is different than how it went the end of 2022 all the way through 2023. Rates were crazy high, 
So it was really, really difficult to buy a house because the interest that you were paying on that purchase was so high, it was making those monthly um, mortgage payments much, much higher, right? And made it somewhat unachievable for lots of families. So we see that the rates came down a little bit. Last I looked, they're averaging between probably five and a half to six and a half percent, give or take, if you have a pretty good to excellent credit rating. And, and that can vary. There's a lot of different things that go into your credit rating, which determines what your interest rate will be. But I've seen, you know, much lower than that 8% we were seeing last year. But what's really interesting is that although they didn't go up and they haven't gone down, they are predicted to go down later this year in 2024. Potentially a whole percentage point is one uh, expert prediction that I saw. So what is interesting about that, that means that you have more buying power. Think about it. If I'm, you know, your basic interest, if I'm borrowing $100 and I have to pay it back with interest at 10% versus 5%, okay, when I pay back my $100, i am paying back $110 or $105, right? So depending on what that interest rate is, that $100 that I'm borrowing costs more money when the interest rate is higher. It's going to cost more out of my pocket to pay back what I have borrowed, right? So obviously you want a lower interest rate. And it's very interesting that they're predicted to drop again. Now, again, higher interest rates, higher payments when you enter that repayment for that loan, and a higher monthly cost. That is really difficult to work around as a military family. When we have set incomes, when you know you can't just necessarily pick up an extra shift as a one-income military family, or um, in a lot of places, you can't even get a second job without the approval of your command. So it can be really tricky when things like interest rates come into play because our housing allowance in the military, and you know, there, there's different allowances for like GI Bill and veterans and retirees, but that doesn't change quite as fluidly as the interest rates and as the inflation rates. So while you might see regular raises for military families, it's not impacting their budget the same way, right? Like inflation is 12%. Well, the military gets a 5% raise. Like, hey, this is a great raise, better than they've ever had or better than they've had recently, but also not really keeping up with what the cost of things are, right? So you have to take that into account when you're looking at these interest rates. Now, one thing I will say in 2024, there was a BAH increase. There typically is a little bit, but it was kind of substantial in some locations. There was also a pay increase coupled with last year's pay increase comes to be, you know, two years in a row of larger than normal pay increases for military, still falling behind uh, the inflation rate in lots of places. But there was a big housing increase. There was a big pay increase. And there is more reimbursement now for moves on things that we didn't previously get reimbursed for. Like if you are a spouse and you have to get licensure in your new state or you have to move your business because you're an entrepreneur. Some of those things are reimbursed based on your location, based on your career field, based on your branch of the military that you're affiliated with. And there's even you know pet reimbursement that is available. So if you have to go overseas or even stateside and you have a certain amount of money that you can reimburse, say for lodging, you get to your location and you're staying in the temporary lodging and they don't have a pet one and you need to board your pet, well, that's out-of-pocket cost, right? So that is now a reimbursable expense. So while we're talking about these higher rates and, and you know having fixed incomes, it is important to note that we are getting more than we've previously gotten, both for housing, for moves, for reimbursement, just for that base pay. But like I also stated, those things don't typically keep up with the changes in the economy quite as quick 
as we need them to, to be the most effective. So while, you know, those things have come into military budgets for lots of families, it's tricky to say whether or not they are fully closing the gap for many of our families, especially our junior military families, which is why looking at what your move cost will be, whether you're, you know, PCSing or just moving across town, but what is it going to cost? What are you getting paid? What can you work with? What are those interest rates look like? And that will get us into the next part of this conversation. But first, let's take a moment to hear from today's sponsor, Armed Forces Bank. A full-service military bank committed to serving those who serve since 1907. Armed Forces Bank provides a vast array of affordable and easily accessible financial products to both active and retired military and civilian clients in all 50 states and across the world. When you're in the military, your needs are different, and your banking should be too. That's why, no matter where you are stationed in the world, Armed Forces Bank strives to make everything from banking solutions to financial advice personal, valuable, and convenient for you with numerous services, including online and mobile banking tools to help you bank on your schedule. And welcome back. Speaking of buying houses and speaking of finances, what a great time to hear from today's sponsor, Armed Forces Bank. Now, let's jump right back into it. We were talking about interest rates and why those things matter when you're buying a house and you know, hey, pay has gone up, but sometimes it's not enough. And and what do we do? So, you know, that can feel really overwhelming. I myself am a military spouse and I moved last summer and I am moving this summer. So there's a lot to take into account when, you know, you're moving around. And and so when I tell you these things of, of what you can do, these are things that I'm learning as I go as well. I'm still living this lifestyle and learning as I go. So some of the things that I most recently have learned, which are perfect for the timing of today's podcast, Buying power. So how can you increase your buying power? Obviously, we can't get the Federal Reserve to change the interest rates to what we want them to be. So what can we do? One thing is, you know, and and you'll hear mixed opinions. It's not something we have done for my family, but you can get an adjustable rate mortgage where, hey, it's going to be low, you know, it'll be this rate for now. And in five years, we'll reassess it. Well, you know, if you had done that, say hi to the pandemic, and then you getting reassessed now or, you know, next year, like that might not work to your favor because you could get reassessed and they could redo your interest at a higher rate, which is what we hear of a lot. I've never known anyone who does an adjustable rate mortgage, but I know that they're out there. But one thing you could do is you could purchase now. And then after six months or, you know, a year, I think the minimum is six months, you could look at refinancing and saying, okay, we're going to go ahead and buy now. But if the interest rates drop enough, we're going to go ahead and redo the loan and and have it redrawn, right? Now, there's a lot that goes into having a refinance done on your home, you know, whether or not there's lending fees, origination fees. um, There's a whole lot, and that's really important to talk to a mortgage lending professional about whether or not the juice is worth the squeeze, right? Are you actually going to save money if you're having to pay all of these other things, you know, closing costs or lending fees and that sort of thing? So it's a really precarious situation that I cannot advise on because I don't fully understand how all of the different pieces work. But we have taken advantage of a refinance in the past. And that is one way that you can sort of move forward with your budget now and hope to see improvements in the future. Another thing you can do if you're looking at a mortgage is to buy down some points. And I learned what that means. You essentially put so much money can bring your rate down so much amount, right? And sort of incremental. So say your rate is 6.5% and you want it to be 5.8%. Well, we know that a lower interest rate gives us a lower monthly payment. So sometimes your lender will say, yep, if you pay us this amount of money right now up front, we'll lower that interest rate for you. Sometimes that interest rate is lower temporarily. Sometimes it's over the life of the loan. 
But that's really important to look at when you are putting in those mortgage applications to purchase a home. Okay, what is the rate? Do I want to buy it down? How long will it take me to make that money back, right? Let's say it's, I don't know, a a $10,000 buy down. That's very high. But $10,000 buy down, well, how long is it going to take me to get that $10,000 back into my budget that I'm paying up front for this interest rate difference? Now, if it was a giant change and it changes your mortgage by, you know, I don't know, $500 a month, well, then that's not going to take very long. That's going to take 20 months to get your $10,000 back, right? In the life of a loan, that's relatively quick. Um, so those are things to think about. It, you know, is it a refinance that you are looking at doing? Is it something where you're going to try to buy down points on the current mortgage applications or the pre-approvals? There's different types of mortgages. There's a VA mortgage, which changes your lending fees and changes your origination fees based on how often you use the VA loan and how much you've used. And, and there's a whole lot that they put into that, but it's a really great option for families who move around a lot and don't have, you know, substantial down payment, that traditional 20% down to buy a house. And so you can do a VA. An FHA loan is another way that you can take out, you know, a mortgage and not have to do 20%. So you can put 3.5% or 5% down. And those have different rules and, you know, requirements. And you can also shop around with your lenders. So, you know, sometimes lenders will have different incentives. I saw one recently that is offering a refinance within six months of, hey, if you close between now and this date, and then within six months of that date, the rates come down, we will refinance you for free, right? Like that's an attractive offer for somebody who's purchasing a home or wanting to purchase one, right? And looking and saying, well, I think I'll buy next year. Well, if the rates are good enough, maybe I'll buy now and refinance. Sometimes you'll see realtor or lending incentives where they'll give you a certain amount to help cover your closing costs. And for those who have never bought a home, when you close, you have all kinds of fees that aren't necessarily part of the actual structure that get rolled into your mortgage. Some can be rolled into the full thing and some need to be paid the day that you get your keys. And those are called closing fees. And so that can be anything from, you know, the appraisal. It could be the legal team because you have underwriters and you have lawyers and there's so many different people that have to sign off on paperwork for a mortgage and for purchasing a home that a lot of the times those fees are due at closing. Sometimes you'll hear, oh, we're going to cover 5,000 of your closing costs or we're going to cover your realtor fees or, you know, buyer pays all fees. There's all kinds of things to negotiate. So uh, that's something you'll see from different lenders or from different realtors and real estate professionals that they will want to offer these incentives to try to draw your business towards them as the professional, right? And another thing to look at that I was just reading about is looking at new builders. Sometimes on new builds, the rates will be a little bit better than they are on current existing homes. And builders will often do a lot of incentives to get you to you know, build a house with them, to purchase a new home, because that, that's what they do, right? That's their business is to build houses. They need people to buy them so they can build them. So you'll see things like $15,000 towards whatever you want. You can put it towards upgrades in the house or you can put it towards your closing costs or all these different things. So when you're looking at some of these factors that go into home purchasing that we can't control, right? Our BAH, base pay, interest rates, those aren't things we can control, but there are things that we can shop around for or control a little bit. Looking at a refinance, looking to buy down points on that mortgage, working with a builder to get incentives, looking for incentives with lenders, looking for incentives with realtors, 
There's lots of different ways looking at whether you do an FHA loan or a VA loan. And if you're a veteran, you're, you know, your VA rating, you hear that from people getting out of the military, right? What's your VA rating, your VA disability rating? Depending on that percentage, different states have different rules of what that means for buying a house, for having a mortgage, right? Maybe it's, okay, you don't pay taxes on your property up to one acre, or, hey, you don't, you have this, this disability rating, you never pay this type of fee, right? So there's a lot of different things that are important to know, and they do change by state. So you have to look at those things as well. And I know that this sounds like so much and sounds so muddy, but this is why it is so, so important, especially for first-time homebuyers to work with a professional. I don't uh, have anyone necessarily that I can say this person fixes it all, but that is what we do at the Mill Housing Network, right? This is how this entire organization started was helping get buyers connected with educated lenders, educated real estate professionals, educated people in each city to say, hey, I'm coming to you know Montgomery, Alabama. I've never been there. I don't know anything about there. Can you help get me situated? Can you refer me to somebody? Can you help? And we all know in the military space, that's how this whole network works, right? You show up at a new base and you start asking around to your neighbors, which school, you know, which school should we do? Where, which vet should we use? Who's the good dentist who takes our insurance? Who can I actually get an appointment with? Where's the good car shop? You know, all of those questions that we ask around, you can do the same thing in real estate and you can start from scratch. Like we do at every base, or you can go through the mill housing network, which is who owns us here at the mill housing nation podcast. And you can look for some of that information that we have already vetted and gathered for you. So I highly recommend going to our website, following the links in this podcast, follow the links down in the show notes and look around and you're going to see blog posts. You're going to see different tools, different resources, and different ways that we can connect you with some of these professionals to make this much, much easier. Because even as somebody who has purchased a home multiple times and who has researched this topic, there is so much that I don't know. And I don't have any desire to learn all of it. I would rather trust the professionals who do this day in and day out and know all of the things. Oh, fun fact. Some of these things change every year with the tax laws, right? So that's another fun thing. So highly recommend working with a real estate professional, highly recommend working with a lender, you know, shopping around for the mortgages, seeing what your best option is, because the reality is moving with the military is hard enough. All of the different things that we have to balance, all of the different things that come with this military lifestyle, there's lots of rewards, there's lots of amazing opportunities, but it does take sacrifice from your entire family. And so making sure that you are making the right decisions when it comes to where you're going to live and how you're purchasing your home, having that peace of mind is amazing. And it's not something that you can discount and say, you know, hey, I don't think that's that important. It is important to make sure that you are educating yourself and that you are working with professionals who know all of these things and track all of them. So hopefully you can get the best deal and you can find something that you're comfortable with so that ultimately, like we say on every episode, you can build a life, a community, and a home you love when you're not in control of where you will call home next, right? That's the whole reason we exist here at this podcast is to make some of these things a little easier. So hopefully today's podcast has given you some of these topics, some of these words, some of those, you know, think back to school age when you have an informational text, right? Some of those key words in the text that you might need to know in the glossary, right? On, on your test, there's going to be these key words. So those key words like interest rates and VA loan and FHA and closing costs, these are things to be looking at if you are looking at buying a home. So yes, rates are still higher than they previously were. They have come down a little bit looks like they're going to hold steady and then drop even more. So it will be a good time by summer, late spring, summer, early fall of this year is looking to be a lot better 
than 2023 when it comes to the housing market and purchasing a home as a military family. But ultimately, only you can look at all those factors and decide whether or not homeownership is the right option for you. Now, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. We appreciate the feedback and comments that you share with us as we support our military community. Thank you all so much for being part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you will always have a community no matter where you are stationed.